0: Alright man, well another week here the Posted Up Podcast is going to be me and Pun holding it down this week. Um, unfortunately our boy Greg won't be able to make it, but he'll be here in spirit. Uh, to kick things off this week, we're going to go ahead and cover the preseason football scores of the official week number one. The first game we had was, you know let's go ahead and start with top to bottom. We had the Carolina Panthers versus that was Colts 21 panthers 18. on thursday we had the patriots versus the washington football bums it was 22 to 13 with the patriots winning that the unnamed football
1: team man i still can't get over that
0: (laughs) yeah you know let's tackle that topic for a brief moment what should they rename their squad to
1: I think that they should get rid of the team. I think that Washington shouldn't get a team anymore. They should give like, I don't know, maybe the Native Americans a team. I don't know anything, right? Like, I feel like if yeah. you as an I feel like if you as an organization hadn't identified this as your biggest potential problem moving forward into the future and hadn't already come up with ten potential solid contingency plans for it, then right. you're a pack of bums and you don't deserve a franchise. Is really where I'm at. Like ever, like that whole. Like from top down, those guys are idiots, and uh, I feel like meh on that whole organization. Literally, give a give a team to Africa, give a team to God. I don't care, Marfa, Texas, for all I give a shit anywhere. Like I swear to God, I'm so over Washington with them not having been prepared for this, even though they knew this coming for thirty years. Like, come on, man, this is ridiculous.
0: I mean, that's all the Snyder, their owners' fault. Because it, you know what? I'm curious about that because. And I mean, they were always saying, like, hey, you need to change your team name. He's like, uh fuck off, I own this team, like y'all are tripping. And then finally, you know, the social justice warriors were able to, you know, start getting into brands and Pepsi and everybody else's ear like that. So that was the primary reason. It wasn't like uh moral, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah it I was just getting away with money, yeah. yeah.
1: But I mean yeah. again, like how did you not recognize that? Like whenever he knew that like there was a vocal minority at the minimum of people who were complaining about your team name. Uh, I don't know; it, it just seems pretty obvious that that was going to continue to get worse and worse as time progressed. And yeah, I mean, uh, you, you would think that he would have like at least like done a rail one weekend and been like, "This is what I'm gonna name it if they forced me to," right? And, like, you didn't even have that one. I don't
0: even have to think that deep about it. For the state, literally, I didn't red like. Bread. Bread. like numbers come, come out of how like, franchise made, like over 500 million per season, it's like dude, like, give them 100 mil a year and you and you don't have to worry about print new jerseys, you don't have to worry about buying websites, you don't have to rebrand your whole team, like it's a simple fix and, you know, it seems like the billionaire's fix problem with money, but they don't know how to correct issues with money, yet. you know, just a total disconnect is the reason why, you know, they're able to, uh, you know, get the pressure applied to them because, you know, they're just not in tune with what uh, people are really feeling. And they're yeah, okay well, I mean, too.
1: I think it's, I think that's probably pretty normal for a guy who's sitting on a billion dollars to be completely disconnected from what it feels like to be a normal human. Yeah
0: very true man all right and moving along next game we got philadelphia eagles versus the pittsburgh Steelers. that one was 24 to 16. on friday the 13th we have the tennessee titans versus the atlanta falcons the titans won that one 23 to 3. have the buffalo bills win a nail biter that one was 16 to 15 versus the detroit lions next we have the dallas trash boys They ended up losing to the Arizona Cardinals, 19-16. We had the Chicago Bears on Saturday versus the Miami Dolphins, 20-13. Denver Broncos put in that work. They won 33-6 versus the Minnesota Vikings. Cleveland Browns won 23-13 versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. New Orleans Saints looked terrible against the Baltimore Ravens. They lost 17-14. Get twenty twelve to seven versus New York Giants. We also have the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Super Bowl champ Tampa Bay Bucks nineteen to fourteen. Your boys. And, yeah, you know it's preseason, and we'll touch on that after the score. About preseason, all that stuff. We have the Houston Texans twenty six to seven victory over the Green Bay Packers. Kansas City Chiefs won 19-16 over the San Francisco 49ers. Then we have the Seattle Seahawks losing to the Oakland or Las Vegas Raiders 20-7. to The Chargers beating the LA Rams 13-6. to And correct that, the LA is fucking up my brain. But I guess uh, after he how do you feel about preseason and how many games would you have during the regular season as a two part question
1: well i mean i feel like the preseason is dope right it's extra commercials right more money for everybody um and also i think it gives everybody like a nice kind of like Opportunity to have games that don't necessarily have the same weight and value on them as regular season games so that these coaches and teams can go and like figure out in real game situations who's going to perform and who isn't without it jeopardizing their chances at the playoffs, right? So, like, you know, it gives the team an opportunity to figure out if that rookie's going to be a bust without. You know losing that one game that season and that being the difference in making it to the playoffs or not because you had to figure out if your first round draft pick was going to work out or not
0: okay i would say i'm on the opposite side of the spectrum i think i would do away with preseason and only do with the uh, scrimmages like i do maybe two scrimmages just like to just you know just something to kind of get a feel um you know, of an opposing team, and instead of having my players banging against each other, you know, they can kind of let it out against an opposing team, but... But it's like those
1: guys on the bench never really get to bang, you know what I'm saying? Like, they never really, like, if you were to, if you were to do that, right? And like, the guy who's on the bench, Who's trying to go out there and prove he's his worth in a game opportunity? Right, that's not a game opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like you give them that preseason game, they get a game opportunity, and it isn't something that's going to jeopardize the season in the same in the same moment. Like I think that's the I think that's the like magic of it, right? It's, you get to go out there and go full speed against somebody, dude, who's never going to get that opportunity. Maybe you really are a gamer. Maybe you don't do as well in practice as you do in the, in the game. You know what I'm saying? Here's your opportunity to go prove that. Um, and and again, you know, more commercials for everybody. And it's also like a, an opportunity for coaches to try out neat things. Like, you know, this is kind of like where they do their labbing. You know what I'm saying? They'll run some fun plays that they ain't ever ran in a regular season game. It just, I don't know. I feel like it gives these guys this platform to kind of to, to kind of try new stuff and try new guys out and try new things, and it really kind of helps progress the game forward. Yeah, I,
0: it definitely has that potential, but. I think more so that third string, I guess, running back or whatever, going against the third string defense, you're not really getting the full effect of what he can do during, I guess, versus the starters per se. Like, you can kind of get limited information, like, okay, dude's fast and he's good in open field. But a lot of times when I watch preseason games, it's like, okay, that hole isn't going to be there. You know, that's just bad blocking or. The hole isn't going to collapse that fast because you're going to have better blocking. it. You know, just kind of as I go through the different games, I just see a lot of miscues and a lot of stuff that's literally just from having a bunch of randos, you know, kind of playing as a unit. And yeah. for the most part, the starters aren't going to be on the field. So you may see them a couple of series, but, you know, I think maybe. I think 17 is kind of a good number if they bumped it up to 18 i wouldn't be too mad at that but i think just the stakes of the nfl games week to week are at a really good uh sweet point so i wouldn't really want to expand it too much but I just yeah i mean of... right now
1: you already hear people oh. kind of talking about uh sandbagging at the end of the season so that they can just ride that kind of wave Right. Like it it, it gets it gets to be a problem whenever there's so many games that teams can take their foot off the gas at the end of the season and still make it. Right. It's got to be I would almost even advocate for fewer games. Right. I want every game to matter. Right. It can't be like it needs to be that. I like it whenever it's like damn, bro, like you're going to sit out because you got turf toe. Well, like bro, there's only 12 games this season. You know what I'm saying? Like if you miss one of them, that's going to be like the season. You know what I'm saying? It, yep. it, and, and then you just get your recovery on in the, in, the af, in the off season. Like, I feel like stretching the season out has uh, created this environment of permissibility for guys to sit more regularly. Um, so there's just a few things that kind of come along with expanding the season. And I definitely think that the expansion of the regular season needs to stop. I don't, it definitely feels weird at 17, though. Isn't it 17 the season?
0: Yeah, 17 this Yeah, season. that's a weird
1: number, man. That's a, that's, a, that's an odd thing. You got to get to 18 or 16, I feel like. And they're not going to go backwards. So it's probably going yeah. to wind up being 18 with two preseason games.
0: Well, um, one thing I like about it is there won't be any 500 teams. Like, you either have a winning season or a losing season. So I think that extra element just kind of adds a little bit more to it. No more just kind of subpar teams. Well, you're still going to have subpar teams. But... You know, just having that extra game, I think uh record-wise, like you can get a better identity of, yeah. you know, kind of how it, your season went.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it 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 tightens down the middle of the road, right? It's either you had a a sub 500 winning percentage, or a or an above 500 winning percentage, right? Whereas before it could be like below 500 teams, 500 teams, and above 500 teams, right? Now it's just above 500 teams and below 500 teams, and it kind of makes it a little clearer right
0: yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely man for sure so i guess kind of getting off the sports topic for a minute if you had a time capsule any size or whatever what would be three items that you would place inside of it
1: i mean today
0: yeah today right now and it'll be opened in let's say a thousand years oh my god opened
1: opened in a thousand
0: years Thousand years. what would you want people in the year 3021 to know that was in your possession
1: a picture of me and my kid a nugget of okay. weed and a pistol
0: <laughs> swag yeah. I think for me I would go with a photo album music And I would probably, I don't know, like a badass piece of jewelry. Like, I think that'd be pretty dope.
1: Yeah.
0: Craftsmanship that was going on. And, you know, something of value, something that may potentially be put in a museum. But, you know, those were kind of three things that came to mind for me that I was like, all right, a thousand years from now, they can kind of, if music is still around or whatever the, you know, format is, you know, they'll be able to kind of ease in.
1: Yeah, I, I like mine because it's—you get to know what people look like a thousand years ago. You get to see what they were smoking on a thousand years ago, and you get to see what they were defending themselves with a thousand years ago. Hell yeah! Nah, like I have- would love to—like I would love to go back and see like a fucking painting of someone from a thousand years ago, the best nug of their weed, and like their best spear. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that was kind of the thought that I went through. It's like, oh, what would I want to see if I were to see someone from a thousand years ago?
0: Yeah. oh bro, they'd take your head off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a fucking pistol, bro. I'd be <laughs> blowing chests out of people's backs. No <laughs> problem.
0: Oh, straight up, man. Yeah. Like shit. <laughs> points, a
1: and they'd be like, "Oh shit!"
0: Ah, oh, man, they hang you as a witch. Like, bad idea.
1: <laughs> I'd take over, bro. I'd take over so fast.
0: Hell yeah. Oh, man. So I've thought about time travel, right? And I'm like, damn, even if I had, you know, an iPhone, per se, and took it back 500 years, God, it, it wouldn't be able to do anything because it wouldn't be able to charge it. Yeah. Or,
1: or, I mean, even then, there wouldn't be any, like, wireless network of data connectivity for it to interact with at all. It'd just be a paperweight. And it'd be cool for, like, a little bit. You know, while it, was, while it still had power and we could light up this box, people would be fascinated by having this rectangle that illuminates things, but, like, that'd be it. They'd be, like, just, like, a light box. They would equivocate this thing, to?
0: You know what? They got solar paneled uh, chargers, like uh, the mobile charging packs. So, if yep. I have that, I mean, you still got your camera, you still got your map. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, hell, if uh, you got your source, compass. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? oh yeah 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 fuck that thousand years ago yeah iPhone for (laughs) show
1: just back there recording the dragons bro
0: oh straight up man like i'm telling you dog there were dragons at a point in time and they just fell off like a lot of other animals
1: yeah i mean 99% of things that have lived are extinct
0: damn big facts alright man so jumping into our next topic top 3 tv shows and it can be a sitcom, it can be any genre. Just three shows off the top of the head that you're like, alright, if I could only watch these, like, they gotta be gotta be in the archive.
1: Well, I mean, I have to say it's uh, Naruto. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely gonna be Naruto. Uh, Adventure Time. Okay. Yeah. Definitely put an adventure time in there and then probably something like uh but like master chef in the mix. Okay. Yeah. Solid so pick. I get I get I get two fun cartoons. One is cartoon, I get one kind of fun cartoon, and then I get a cooking show, which I'm particularly cooking shows, I like them a lot.
0: Okay. Okay, man. Like those picks. I think for me I would go Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Game of Thrones, and Dragon Ball Z. I feel like if I had those three till the day I die, it'd be smooth selling. You know, you got your animated series, you know, uh, Goku being like a deadbeat dad. <laughs> Alright, Piccolo is for sure Gohan's dad. Like, even if it's not biologically, like, that is for sure, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Goku out here beating ass. <laughs> Goku
0: yeah. ain't polite about shit. Yeah. Like they're like Goku, you don't have to kill yourself. He's like, Yes, I do. It's, it's fucking avoiding shit. Like, uh, nah, Goku's a joke, man. Goddamn.
1: Like, oh, I can turn myself into a fine vapor before I raise this kid any longer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Holy shit man. man yeah, get...
1: So when you say Dragon Ball Z, is, is you said Dragon Ball Z?
0: Yeah, Dragon uh, Ball Z. Uh, okay, So you're not. So are
1: you talking? Are you talking Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super, in the entire series, or just Dragon Ball Z? Uh,
0: just Z. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I would just go with Z, even though I do like a uh, like what Dragon Ball Super. Uh, wasn't really big fan of the Kai voiceovers. Uh, Dragon Ball definitely goes hard, but I would just go with the Z series because that's kind of junior high. Whenever I was, like. Really in the mix, like waiting every single week for an episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched all that whenever it came out. I really want to go back and watch the original Dragon Ball series so we can go back and see like the wow, OG sorry. Monkey King shit. I ain't seen that.
0: Ah, uh, bro, it's man. man. It's like different tournaments, man, and it goes through like how Goku met like Tien and Yamcha and like back when that fool's flying on the Nimbus. Ah, oh, man, it's so much good stuff back then
1: see what i'm saying yeah i need to i need to watch that um and so what were your other game of thrones man i watched the hell out of game of thrones man i watched every episode of game of thrones as it came out i was such a fanboy everybody says that like it fell off right there at the end i didn't feel that way i thought it was good i thought it was good throughout right it just didn't go the way everybody wanted um but again like that like way that it created a visceral reaction out of everybody i thought was fantastic like it's terrible. Like, no, it's fucking not, dude. That dragon melted that throne. John went and fucking tickled tanks with the with the half giant <laughs> up in the North Road. Arya's going out to check out the world. Bronze yeah. the king. Like, oh, what the fuck more could you want? Like, it's dope. Yeah. It all panned out. Like, well, what's your issue? Are you hoping that you know John and John and all Targaryen were going to be, you know? Tickling tanks for eternity y'all really thought it was going to be them to rule in the world like come on now
0: Yeah, you know what I only have two Extreme gripes about that and I was at work the other day and for man my brains like always in left field <laughs> Till this I already snuck up on the night king like it, it bothers me so much man because what the fuck do you have three savages? On horses, watching your back for if they're not gonna watch your back. I mean,
1: she's the sneak. She's the she's the rogue, bro. Like she snuck in there. That's the whole point. Is there was like all this like dramatic action going on that had everybody's attention. She like, probably like, crawled literally under the horses, bro. Like you, you, you just gotta, you just gotta, you know, know that is that savage with the sneakery, bro. That's all it is. You you didn't play enough Skyrim, bro. If your if your sneak is ranked up to a hundred, you can basically just crouch and walk right past somebody
0: okay snake from metal gear solid yeah
1: see what i'm saying yeah you know i'm talking about she fucking hit him with the with the solid snake treatment bro
0: That was gonna happen Because still the face of the one of the dead uh soldiers and then use her mini face trick and then sneak up on him like that like that was really what i was thinking was gonna happen and i was like if there's a way to like get to him like in that proximity <laughs> You know uh, that would have been the ideal way for it to make sense in my brain.
1: Yeah. No, I but, really love that. I really love that right there at the end. All uh, Theon regained his honor.
0: Yeah, man. You know, a uh, redemption game. Uh, game out like a goon. Hell yeah, dude! God damn. <laughs> Fuck, man. I, yeah, we're able to confirm that. Uh, fucking who's a uh, wheelchair, Jimmy? Uh, Jon Snow's brother, no, a Yeah, I'm glad we were able to confirm that he wasn't like the Night King in the future or past or whatever. So that was cool, you know, to kind of like break that theory. Um, how that fool got the throne is so that frustrated me. Unnecessarily, big cap,
1: yeah, I understand that.
0: Yeah, I think they just kind of wrote that in kind of like last minute like all right, let's well, so you, you gotta understand
1: that there at the end it wasn't them adapting R.R. Uh, R. Martin's script anymore it was them creating it as they needed to to actualize on the goal that he had told them to actualize on so like yeah. there was definitely like a, a probably a, a little bit of a breakdown in terms of the depth and the breadth of of, of the content that they were creating this from really. you have to understand that they, they went from um Having source material and uh, channeling that to creating something new with nothing but a, a goal to orient themselves to, and so you know, obviously, it's going to be a little different.
0: Yeah, I wasn't mad at it. Like, um,
1: I wasn't mad at it either. I
0: I'd give it a. I mean, it's eight twenty or three. Like,
1: it's twenty or three. You know, yeah. obviously, you ain't mad at it.
0: Yeah, and I feel like if it's good enough for me to still have feelings about it you know, a year or two after it aired, like that just kind of lets you know the impact that, for me, it at least had. So, you know, definitely uh, Game of Thrones is. The great thing about it is it's not like, uh, I guess, dated. So, you know, you can watch it 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and it'll still have the same feelings. It's not like stuck to a modern time period to where it's like, oh, it's from the early 2000s or, you know, current time. So, you know, the slang and the terminology and stuff like that can uh you know always last forever yeah
1: it helps with your immersion breaking right like you're you're off in a far away distant land that isn't relatable so you don't have to think about how it relates to stuff that how it's progressed since then you know it's just like this is some way far off point that doesn't really connect exactly so what was your what was your last show
0: uh, Fresh Prince, uh, Bel-Air, the... Well, I mean, I don't feel like I
1: even need to ask why that one would make it. That one kind of speaks for itself, you know? That's an instant classic. Oh,
0: uh, instant classic, man. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, who's I your favorite, on...
1: Who's your favorite character? Oh,
0: Will Smith, for sure. Like, okay, well, I mean, I
1: feel like... I feel like that oh. was too easy. Who's your favorite character outside of Will Smith, you know?
0: Uh, you know what? Outside of Will, I think Ashley <laughs> was probably my second favorite. And then I would go Carlton, then Uncle Phil.
1: I think Uncle Phil's got to be number, my number one. Like, he was always OG on the track. Yeah, he always knew what was up. He always knew what they were trying to do. He always knew how it was wrong. He always knew what needed to happen. Like He always, he's like the Hank Hill of, of the show, you know what I'm saying? He was always <laughs> that like dude who came in with the big sword at the last minute and said everything right. And I always really loved him.
0: Uh, I love that episode whenever uh, he took Carlton and Will to court over that pool party.
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're reaching into the archive here, bro. I haven't thought about (laughs) ages. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's one thing I used to love about TV series whenever they uh, do like uh, the recollection of a person and they do like uh, the person they're talking about, but the other character's voice, so it'd be like uncle phil's face and body but they'd use like will's voice saying how shit was going down at the party like oh man just great times man bro i can't wait
1: for i can't wait for the cycle of fads to circle back to that happening again in tv shows
0: ah bro you know uh Will smith gave the green light to the uh new fresh print series that they're gonna launch on uh, a (laughs) peacock what what What? What? yeah so i'll send you the video but uh there was a guy who created like a fresh prince of bel-air and what he wanted to do was make it more i guess not like a sitcom but more so a darker side like you know the fresh prince song uh blah 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 right and you know it kind of starts off at what happened at the basketball court like why his mom was like emphatic about like moving him to la you know oh, him out of philadelphia
1: shit. okay that's yeah, so. okay okay that's interesting man
0: yeah so it, it goes a little bit deeper the actors look literally you know similar to them in a way but yeah man i think it has the potential to revamp it and to give a more modern uh, vibe to it and you know just kind of go more into a uh less kid-friendly version of you know kind of what it was like in, you know bella
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I think, I mean, shit, I'm sold. Where where do I invest?
0: Oh, man. Uh, Like, who owns Peacock?
1: Who owns Peacock? I need to buy stock.
0: Oh, dude, man, I would... Man, I don't know, man. It's so hard because you think of... What was that app that came out last year that... It was...
1: The app that came out when?
0: Uh, came out last year during COVID, and you could only watch everything on your cell phone. Um,
1: Shit, I don't know.
0: Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Like it's Pelican? It uh, wasn't Pelican. Oh, let me see. Cell phone video. But yeah, they can like, like, shout out to the dudes who invent that app because. Then once it started to tank up, uh, fell the fuck apart. But, um, yeah, but anywho, yeah, speaking of that app, so, basically, endorsements, hey, download this app, blah, 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 people were downloading it, they were like, oh, shit, like, I can only watch this on my phone, like, you can't put it on your TV, you can't do anything else, and they're, uh I guess methodology was, hey, people are always on their phone. They're consuming content on their phone. Let's make an app, uh, you know, specifically for that. But it's like, yeah, when people are driving to work or on the bus or train, they're consuming content. But it's like, if I'm at home, I'm not trying to watch Avengers on my fucking cell phone. Like, I need to utilize my expensive TV and give me both platforms. So,
1: I mean, it seems silly to make it where you can't at least cast it to the TV.
0: Oh, i tried bro i had to go through so many hoops to do it
1: yeah i mean it's just like it just seems like i, I can any app where i'm i mean hell i can i can pull up google documents on my on my flat screen you oh you know fine. what i'm saying so it's just like i don't understand
0: it was called uh quibi
1: i mean shows how much of a hit it was i don't even know what the hell are you talking about
0: yeah, man, one point seven five billion wasted. My yeah, God, <laughs> that's just so,
1: part You of... say one point seven five billion wasted. What do you mean? They they had that much money?
0: That's how much money they acquired and lost. Like, god damn.
1: Holy God!
0: How can you lose whenever one point seven five is invested in you? Because you
1: know what? Because you like you're saying you like you're the firm, yes. but it's really you're the executive team. And the executive team from that company made off with all that money, all that money, oh, yeah. bonuses for those guys. And like, they sucked that company dry, and they're off to the next thing. They're gonna suck the next thing dry.
0: Exactly. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. Like a lot of companies like that, I feel like they're just schemes to transfer money from different families. Like, yeah. I don't have I don't have anything to back it up, but that, it's just so blatant, dog. Like, who would be willing to lose that much money and just be like, oh? you know, charge it to the game.
1: Well, so what happens is that it's, it's it's a big pass-off, right? It's a big pass-off between private equity firms and privately held and publicly held organizations. And, like, it's all the same guys on the back end, right? It's just a, it's just a liquidation process to go from public money to private money. Yeah, it's all a big off. Yeah. still.
0: Word, word, man. Well, all right, moving along to the next topic. Alright, so what age did you quit having heroes?
1: Shit, I still got heroes, bud. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, somebody you're like, damn, that's my hero? Or you internalize, they're your hero? Well, I mean, like, there are still people
1: that, like, I idolize, right? And that, like, I look to as, like, more perfect versions of a human than myself and that I strive to be like them, right? um right and so yeah i mean i think but i think that's kind of a, a, a more pragmatic version of what a hero is right but i mean yeah like fucking my pops was my hero my mom was my hero you know what i'm saying watching what they did on the come up you know what i'm saying So like they're still my heroes type shit so you know what i'm saying they're still around that that never went away you know i think that yeah, there was man. definitely a, i think there was definitely a point whenever there was a realistic realization in my head where like those people aren't you know that the people who i idolize aren't maybe necessarily perfect in the way that i have filled in the blanks for them to be right i think a lot of what those things are you 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 see someone doing something good and then you fill in all the blanks with what the most perfect person could be and you believe that's what that person is and at some point you realize that most people are full of shit perfect you know you were you were just hyping something up more than what it was but you know, that, that that was probably around 23, 24, whenever I started having those type of realizations.
0: Yeah, I would say for me, probably around maybe early 20s, give or take. Um, I think once you're kind of out on your own, you start fitting for yourself, um, kind of, I guess, celebrating heroes and I guess immortalizing people for me at least uh it kind of goes down the drain you're like hey man like i'm kind of at the age now to where i got you know the younger people looking up to me so i need to get my game. i kind of find ways to maneuver to be as successful as i can be um so yeah i think uh heroes are something that should come back um nowadays you know and granted we get to benefit from Free social media, free podcast platform—like a lot of things are free. So every on the same level as celebrity because they're so accessible, and so heroes aren't really immortalized on the same length as they used to be. It was like, oh man, if I ever meet Will Smith or you know whoever uh, is on the top of your list nowadays, it's like a fourteen-year-old can be like, oh man, dude, fuck Will Smith, and you know just. The respect well, like I, tweet, them, I tweeted the same. directly
1: to Will Smith Fuck him and then I tweeted his three biggest Competitors that I like them better than him and <laughs> Yeah You know what I'm saying like there's that instantaneous accessibility Of information in people um, yeah. yeah I think one of the other things that happens too is that people start realizing That like shit's all for profit right Like if you were a kid coming up And like your hero was you know Your your favorite wrestler you know fucking Undertaker right well yeah. you know Eventually somewhere along the line you realize That wrestling is fake And then somewhere along the line, you realize that those guys aren't doing that because they are sincerely concerned with entertaining you and keeping you happy. They're doing what they're doing because it's profitable for them. And like there just becomes this like disillusionment that comes along with growing up in a system where everything that happens is because it's motivated uh, for the sake of profit. And that comes from, uh, you know, advertising to you in the most, in, in most circumstances, right? So like your favorite actor right he's not like a good dude who's like motivated by you know seeing you smile at the at the premiere he's like a dude who was like i took the most profitable role right this was 40 million dollars you know and like that kind of makes makes things unpalatable right well like a, you know it's hard to you know for me right it's hard to find people like that and so like my 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 people that i like idolize are people who you know like the guy who uh, you know like albert einstein you know, people who, you know, people who contributed in ways that were significant and, the, and their primary motivations weren't necessarily to to acquire profit. And those guys are fewer and further between than most. And I think that's a pretty seasoned perspective to have on it. And that's something that you get uh, whenever you, you shed the husk of illusion on the come up. That happens, you okay. know, at a different yeah, well time
0: for Yeah, and I think once you understand or kind of get an idea of what marketing and what that machine does, um, you can kind of peel back the layers and realize like, oh, okay, like, you know, this celebrity isn't a fan of, you know, Gerber uh, baby food. It's just like they gave him a bag to do it. So, you know, don't uh, blindly follow a person and buy products just because they're endorsing it. You know, you really got to do your due diligence and, you know, make sure whatever you're purchasing is something that... You know, fit your budget in. Yeah, I mean
1: I can tell you, you, know. you as a as a as a person who runs a company that sells products, right? I deal with, you know, individuals and firms that offer to market my products and they don't give a shit about my product. They give a shit if my check clears. You know? Yep. And that's and that's the bottom line is the guys who are the gatekeepers to what gets advertised to you at the global scale aren't people who are like mm-hmm. Is this a moral or ethical thing that the people on the planetary scale need to be observing? It's a, hey, is this, is this the highest bidder right now? And that's the only thought that goes into it. It's dope. It's a, it's a wild deal. You know what I'm saying? And again, that, that whole like single-minded pursuit of profit is one of those things that really kind of makes, uh, you know, your, your old idols, you know, Ben Affleck or The Undertaker or any of those people, you know, or our yeah. guys that, that, that now it's, it's harder to be, uh, like, all oh, those guys are the best, right? Because, like, they were they were doing what they were doing for bread, you know, not for my smile.
0: Dude, uh, shout out to The Undertaker, man. Uh, him and Mark Henry actually worked out at a gym that I won't name uh, not too far from where I live, so pretty dope on their part. Yeah, they're
1: both Austin guys. Uh, you know, Mark Henry oh. actually, like, still owns, like, uh, several tech powerlifting records um the undertaker's real name is mark and he like
0: <laughs> Damn.
1: yeah he like practices <laughs> jiu-jitsu yeah like he's like a dude who's been around he lives in fucking B caves like he's not like a he's not like a, an unapproachable guy like i i've, I've ran into several people who've run into him and i have nothing but nice things to say about him i actually ran into mark henry at the airport um, i
0: remember you talking about that yeah he's he actually
1: is. way i mean you know i'm i'm six two six three and uh, he was way smaller than me i was like holy shit. This guy's yeah. not near as big as i thought he was his fucking chest was a barrel you know what i'm saying his chest was yeah, bigger sure. around than my widest part you know what i'm saying like he's he's built like a brick shithouse don't get me wrong but you know you get the impression that he's six foot twelve you know what i'm saying yeah. no that guy's like kevin's height man like he's he's not very tall at all actually
0: okay. maybe a little
1: taller than kevin
0: Holy moly, man. Yeah, reverse? it's wild, bro.
1: It's wild. Like, it, it actually, I was standing next to him for several minutes, and it didn't even occur to me that that's who it was, because he was so small. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like I saw him, and like I knew he looked familiar, but like it didn't even occur to me. And then, like, whenever I started realizing, that's Mark Henry, it like it almost was like, no, that's not Mark Henry, because of how small he is. You know? And so, um, I'm glad that I shot my shot and talked to him, man. He's a real, real nice dude. Like, sincerely nice guy. Real, 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 real approachable.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Chita, all the athletes I've ever met in life, man, have always been, like, some of the coolest people. And, you know, wrestlers fall into that category as well. So, you know, no doubt they're going to, you know, have that same vibe. And
1: Wrestlers are definitely, like, the coolest out of everybody because they're athletes and they're entertainers, right? Like, they, they understand the element of, like, how to get you hyped, right? Like, if you're a 12-year-old and you run up on a wrestler, they're going to be, like... Raw, and they're gonna fucking like flex and like fucking body slam you and shit like you know they get it like they, they get what's going on you know they're 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 socially uh, apt right they, they understand the role that they're playing within society and they, they know when to and when not to have that uh, function engaged right and they're pretty good about it I, in my experience I've been to a few wrestling events and seen how they interact with people and it's fun it's a cool deal
0: yeah Wrestlemania definitely is still on the bucket list for sure. Like, going to one of those would be epic.
1: Bro, I would I would fight through some hellish shit to get to a Wrestlemania. That'd be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, man. They did it in Tampa this year and I was like, oh man, dude, I bet that was so lit. Granted, everybody there probably got COVID like a mofo, but some pocket dogs. I'll take 10 days being sick to watch somebody get slammed from a three-story building.
1: Man, my homie with lupus beat it. I'm pretty sure that my big, healthy ass is gonna whoop, whoop COVID's ass if I ever get it.
0: Oh, fuck yeah, man.
1: Um, oh sure? Full faith in my immune system.
0: Hell yeah. Well, speaking of immune system, well, not really, but segueing to the next topic. Bodily functions. People, yeah. <laughs> you got a colon problem? Call 1-800-COLON. <laughs> but, um... Hey, if you could improve one of your five senses, which would you pick?
1: Well, so... You know, it's a tough one, man, because they're all really dope, right? And so, like, I feel like the one that could increase, like, your ecstasy would be your sensation of touch, right? Because, like, ultimately, orgasming is a sensation of touch, right? And so, like, if you could... Uh, improve upon that, then you would improve your orgasms, right? Like you could ultimately have a, a, a an entirely more ecstatic experience if your body is more capable of experiencing ecstatic touch, right? So, yeah. so that's there, but, honestly,
0: but <laughs> until you're in a crowded elevator and like goop comes out,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fucking a midget walks by and you catch that breeze. Well, oh man! <laughs> but uh, uh, no, yeah, man, I think if I was, I think if I was to be sincere about it, man, I think that I would have. Uh, I'd want to improve my, I'd like to improve my vision, but not only in the sense of like being able to like zoom and like zoom better and have a, a sharper visual acuity, but I think it would also be dope to expand upon the, the spectrum within which the human eye can see, right? Like there's, you know, you ultimately can't see out past the ultraviolet or the infrared. I think it'd be really cool to see into the ultraviolet and into the infrared and beyond in both directions, right? What would those colors look like? You know, we yeah. only experience so many colors because that's what falls within the range, within the band of what the human eye can perceive. And that's all That's all controlled by uh, the, the rate at which the cones in the back of your eye vibrate. So if we could just give ourselves more cones that vibrate at a more robust range of vibrations, we could experience a more robust range of colors. And so I think that, uh, you know, being able to look further, see clearer, see close things clearer, and then also be able to have that extra peripheral sense of uh, being able to see into the ultraviolet and into the infrared and beyond in both directions would be really, really dope.
0: Hell yeah, man. Shit, I like that. Um, just so we don't have the same answer, mine would not going to be on that level, but I would go with high level of hearing, like on some A Quiet Place type shit, because I feel like if you could hear at the highest level, I mean... You would be at a superior advantage just in all aspects. You know, walking through public, if you're in the woods, um, just any scenario, being able to hear for forever and hear uh, advances in our senses. So, you know, basically having spidey senses, but hearing, oh, I'd be all about that.
1: Until you fucking walk into a like punk rock concert and fucking pass out
0: and vomit because there's too much noise Ah, oh, bro i mean dude i'd be out of there now that i think about it but you know let's just assume that we'd be able to control it because like imagine having heightened vision and then you go out on a sunny day your fucking example exactly. would be fried <laughs> uh, uh,
1: just roast
0: so, eyeballs. Uh, you go from superman vision to fucking <laughs> daredevil that quick You know what else
1: I thought would be really dope? Would be uh, the sense of taste.
0: No, I thought about that. Like, just imagine,
1: bro, if, like, your fucking Dr. Pepper tasted a million times better.
0: Oh, that'd be fine.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, if everything tasted the same way except just fucking better, right? Like, literally, like, every single thing you tasted would be just, like, ecstatic, like, bring a tear to your eye level, good
0: tasting. But. Oh man. But then the other side of that coin is you drink some water from our hometown and you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> I need to get my stomach, I you that my stomach pumped ASAP.
1: They tasted like straight nickel.
0: Oh, bro. I didn't realize how bad it was until I moved out of town because, I mean, you only know what you know, right? And bottled yeah. water back then tasted like ass, you know, because I just wasn't used to it. And you get bro, used to water you know that doesn't have to like.
1: Excuse me. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I, know. I was gonna say once you've a uh, taste of water that doesn't have like uranium in it, uh, different ballgame. <laughs> well, I think what the problem
1: is that it's all coming from Granger Lake, and it's like just cactus shit. But uh, man, I uh, you know I came from Temple. I was living in Temple before I went out to Granger, and so we had like normal water in the water right. fountains in Temple, bro. And I went to Granger, like literally, almost spit that shit out first of my mouth. Like, what the fuck is going on? I, you know what I honestly thought, bro. I thought that the pipes were rusty. I thought that like the I thought that like the 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 pipes that the water moved through, like in the in the actual water fountains, were rusty. I thought that Granger just had like old rusted ass water fountains that had rust in them, and I was drinking rusty water. It's literally what it fucking tasted like to me. I oh, jeez. <laughs> That's what I thought was going on. I thought that everybody in Granger was just drinking rust water and I mean, you know whenever I was living out in my dad's you know I was living in Grange, but I lived out in the country and we had well and honestly I thought well water was the best I've ever drank in my life and so it was like normal temple water dope ass well water and then that rough sauce coming out of those water fountains it was pretty, pretty wild
0: yeah. oh man water water man everybody out there be sure to drink water man
1: yeah man if you're listening to this you need to drink more water and I love you
0: <laughs> real talk oh yeah man Matt. sweet man well uh got anything that you want to put on the docket for today we pretty much well, you know I always, like
1: talk, I always like to talk i like talk about mma um you know okay. i uh i was really disappointed by um the outcome of the uh derek lewis cyril gone interim heavyweight championship fight that happened in houston uh, oh, Derek is a, a local guy in Houston and he got uh, he got worked by that Frenchman man and it was a It was a poor show, you know It was definitely a definitely a rough night at the office for Derek rough night at the office for every uh, Every proud Texan who was watching but it was a it was a good fight card man. I think there was only like three or four fights between the early prelims the prelims and the main card that weren't finishes um and there were you know some really really exciting fights uh, michael chiesa and vincent Luque had a a big big fight uh in the uh, welterweight division basically whoever won that fight was going to be you know a fight or two away from a championship fight um there are a lot of real new fights man jessica penne got an arm bar um yeah another guy from austin miles johns got a uh, got a to mars all in all is real fun card man um and then the next weekend there was a, a PFL playoff where uh, uh, the Hawaiian guy—I uh, can't remember his name offhand—but he beat Rory McDonald and he moved into the uh, into the 185 uh, tournament. He's in the championship now. There's been a lot of fun fights Sorry. over the last two weeks, but I could I could go on for an hour about that. that's why I have a whole podcast dedicated to
0: it. Oh, where man. We'll uh, do a shameless plug on how they can uh, find that UFC uh, info that they're desiring.
1: Oh, let well, armchair MMA. Yeah, we're, we're it's the armchair MMA show, um, and it's me and my brother, and we're gonna have uh, randoms on between here and there. You know, guys from the squad. I think Chris wants on. I think that uh, you know, there's a couple of guys around who who want to come and participate. But the primary thing is, is going to be Kevin and I, and uh, my brother. And we're gonna be talking about um, you know the big UFC events. We're probably not gonna cover fight nights and stuff, but we're definitely gonna cover every numbered UFC event, and we'll probably end up talking about. know some pfl and some bellator if there's anything relevant that's happened between podcasts you know what i'm saying like if we did 265 the next time we're gonna do 266 we'll talk about 266 and whatever uh pfl and bellator stuff that's happened between there and then that was noteworthy
0: okay perfect man well i can hear my kid running around so that's going to be my Mm -hmm. Time to sign off, but man, want to thank you for coming through. Thank the viewers for listening this week, man. And you can always catch us every Monday at on Spotify. You can catch us on Anchor and anywhere you list your podcast app.
1: Good vibes from everybody, guys. Uh, It's Josh over here, and I really, really appreciate everybody listening as well. And uh, I'm really looking forward, Cliff, to coming on and doing this with you again. It's always a blast.